welcome Milwaukee Mayor Tom Barrett. Thank you, Steve. It's great to be here. Great to have you. Uh, we have maybe some clapping in the background. I'm not sure. There's about 7,000 yeah. people in the studio At here. least. <laughs> and, and we are live yeah. right now in the Transfer Pizzeria Cafe studios. The new Transfer Pizzeria studios, which is gorgeous if you have not been here yet. It's really cool. I think uh, from the sign they salvaged from the old bar that was here to the, the new bar um, that they put in and the, and the art piece, piece of art here on the wall is fantastic. It looks so. beautiful. And I, I had not been here before. I remember the construction. Uh, but when you were leading me back here, I was thinking, where is he taking me? And now I know where we are in this beautiful new addition. So you got a little worried maybe we're leading you somewhere. Um, cool. So welcome to the Experience Milwaukee podcast. Um, we've got, if you think about the audience, it's, it's comprised of people who don't live here that we're trying to get to come and visit and spend some time, maybe even move and work and live. And um, so with that, maybe not so familiar with you. Um, why don't you tell us a bit about your backstory and maybe start with where you grew up and what kind of kid you were? Were you a good student? But give us some backstory. Well, it's, it's sort of a Milwaukee story in many regards. Um, I grew up right here in Milwaukee. My parents moved here. My mother was actually a World War II widow. Um, her first husband was killed in the Battle of the Bulge. So she was a 22-year-old widow, went to school in Madison, met my dad, who was from McKeesport, Pennsylvania, and then they moved to Milwaukee and raised me, my brother, my two sisters on Milwaukee's west side. So I grew up on Milwaukee's west side, about three and a half blocks west of Washington Park. Or for people who don't know, it's about a mile and a half north of the stadium. Um, that's, oh, cool. that's my neck of the woods, if you will. Um, in fact, this is part of the story. Many years later, I now live about 120 yards from the house I grew up in. <laughs> And there's a story there as well. But you can see I liked my neighborhood. So I know politicians are supposed to paint this picture of how they, they rose from the ashes and their life was terrible. I had a leave-it-to-beaver childhood. Um, so I can't sit here and say that I had these trials and tribulations because I didn't. I had, I had a, a wonderful childhood. And on the block I grew up, there probably were 70 kids. And wow. so it was wow. just, it was kid heaven to grow up on the west side of Milwaukee in the early 1960s. To the, to the point that when I got married and my wife and I had four kids and we were living in a two-bedroom home, um, I said, we should go back and look at the neighborhood I grew up in because it's such a great neighborhood. My wife is from Beloit. Okay. And she resisted at first. And she said, you're already fixated in your childhood. Why would I <laughs> want to relive your childhood? Um, but I wore her down, we moved back, and our kids all grew up on the west side of Milwaukee, and it's just a wonderful place to raise a family. Awesome. And you were grade A student, perfect. I was a pretty good student. I was one of those students that I, I'd say more often than not, they said, you're not working to your potential. Okay. Um, but I, again, I can't say that I dropped out or anything like that. And, and in fact, as school went on, from high school to college to law school, I probably did better each step going forward simply because I was maturing, I was growing up, and, and learning that, okay, this maybe I should study a little bit more. A little bit more. But, right. but again, I was, I, I'd love to tell you that I've had these incredible sacrifices in my personal life. I can't. I can't make that up. It, it's, I've, had a, I've had a good life. Uh, and you should be grateful. And I, yeah. So I listen to a lot of other podcasts, and, I, and, and some of the hosts of those shows s tell a similar story. Um, and, and so it's interesting, I think, almost in, 
in in being apologetic about it, I think sometimes when people have a good family, good upbringing, well, it would be much right? more interesting if right. they had something right. interesting to say. But I, I lost the front tooth in a fight in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. And then I lost the same tooth 45 years later at State Fair Park. I think yeah. I'm the only person in the history of the state to lose the same tooth in a fight 45 years apart. So maybe that's something that brag about. Did, did any nicknames emerge from either of those? Uh, I would no. say that I saw the questions ahead yeah, of time, yeah. and my favorite nickname was yeah. a college job I had working at a Sears Warehouse where we unloaded trucks. And and I was a skinny guy and, and stuff like that, and we had to lift these carpets out. And and um, one day I were lifting, and I said, okay, are we going to, are we going to get the, the forklift to pick up this carpet, or are we just going to flex it out of here? Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, my nickname was Flex. <laughs> and I think when people yelled Flex, they'd assume they'd see this bodybuilder turn right, the corner. Right, flexing. Uh, and uh, that's not who I was, but my nickname was Flex because of joking about picking up a carpet with, with a machine or flexing our muscles. <laughs> Perfect. I'm now, when I see you, I'll just, I'll Big know. Flex. I'll know. Flex. I'll know. That's right. I may yeah. not say it, but I'll know. Um, so just at a high level, how did what led you? What was the path to mayor of Milwaukee? So, so again, when I was a little kid, I had an uncle who was a history teacher in Sturgeon Bay, and my mother was sick one summer, very sick. So my brother and I went up to stay with my aunt and uncle, and that was the summer when Medicare was passed. It was the summer when there was a lot going on in the Great Society, and he and my aunt. Um, had breakfast with us every day and talked about this stuff, talked about what was going on in Washington, and I found it fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also had a book about all the presidents, and so I memorized all the presidents and knew all these facts about the president, and thought, boy, I'd, I'd love to get involved in this someday. So so that's that's where it came from, thinking, okay, this this is really interesting, and you can really make an impact. And, and I was 11 years old or something like that, so I, I always thought in the back of my mind I wanted to do this. Now, my mother, on the other hand, couldn't stand this stuff. Just couldn't stand this stuff to the point. Anything about politics? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, and people picking on her son? Please, right. please, <laughs> not my boy. Right. Um, and in fact, when I was in Congress, I had been in Congress a few years, and I was visiting my mother and asked her what she wanted for Mother's Day, and she said, "I want you to quit politics. <laughs> I want you to come home, be a normal person, and raise your family." Um, all those people in Washington. They're nothing but a bunch of backstabbers. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, Mom, that's not true. In, in Washington, they'll stab you right in the chest. <laughs> um, and, and I said that, and there's, there's actually a grain of truth in that that I, that I respect, that is that it is a field where if it's done correctly, you can have discussions where you agree or disagree, and you just do it looking another person in their eye and, mm-hmm. and tell them, okay, I disagree, and this is why I disagree. And and I think if you do that respectfully, I think it really improves society in in a huge way. And I think it's one of the things that that we're missing right now in in government is that that respect, that just a decency and treating people with respect. Everybody wants to be treated with respect, and I think people forget that. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, so. It's interesting. Uh, over the weekend, I was talking with people about this episode coming up and the uh, discussion with you and and inevitably what do you think about him you know what kind of person is he and I and I just said well from my experience I think everything you've I've seen you do or conversations I've listened or watched happen everything really comes from a good place 
and so the 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 backstory of how you grew up um it it makes a lot of sense i think now well today. I, I i love what i do um although i swear more than i used to so that I think that's a function of age. I try not to do it in your microphone. <laughs> right. uh, that would be good. I, I think anytime you're doing something you enjoy doing, I think it just makes it easier. It just it. Uh, what I say is the people who are doing something they love are the luckiest person people in the world. And right. You, and if you can find something that sets your soul on fire, you're lucky. It's just you're, it's you're not really, work. It's right? not work. Right. You're just you're lucky. You can do that to get through life if you're doing something that you can be passionate about. And yep. that's not to say there's not times when you're, you're just shaking your head in disbelief or you're frustrated, and, and that can happen on a daily basis. Right. Um, and the other thing that I say now at this point in my career is I have an inner peace, and my inner peace comes from the fact that I know I can walk into any bar in the city of Milwaukee, yes. and within five to ten minutes I can find a, a half a dozen people who know they can do my job better than I can. Yes. So <laughs> it just you just <laughs> when you start feeling. out on yeah. that, just it, right. Yeah, it, you you know that they they they're they're willing to tell you, and and sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong, and you just think, okay, well, let's try to do what's right for this community. Right. Amen. So, speaking of that, from from uh, your perspective, and just as mayor, and part of your job is to promote Milwaukee. Um, how does that work? What it, you know? What does that mean? Well, we have a story to tell now, and I think I think that's important. We have a story to tell because if you go back eight years, nine years, ten years to the depths of the Great Recession, um, it was tough. It was very tough, but I think we've risen out of the Great Recession and galloped out of it in many ways. We still have challenges, and so I don't want to. This is an upbeat show, and everything is good here, but we still have challenges in mm -hmm. the city. We've mm -hmm. got too much poverty. We've got neighborhoods where there's public safety concerns and housing concerns. Um, but there's no question that in the heart of the city, there is an economic renaissance that's occurring right now, probably unlike anything we've seen in, in our lifetime, with all the construction of new buildings, of the new, the new arena, the streetcar, you name it. It's, it's happening in the heart of the city. So it makes it it makes it fun to be the cheerleader for all the great things that are going on. And what's happening, right? Yeah, what's going on. Right. And, and, I, and I do feel confident. I mean, the fact, for example, that we're looking at putting in, or we have put in a bid f to host the Democratic National Convention mm -hmm. in 2020 tells you we feel that we're there. Now, I'd, I'd be saying the same thing if it was the Republican National Convention, so it's not a partisan statement, but I think our community now is at a point where we can say, yeah, yeah, come here. We we got something to show you. We we can entertain you. We can make sure you've got hotel rooms. We can make sure you have things to do. We're proud of our city right now. And, and again, that's not to cover up the challenges we have because because they're real, but it's to say we've got something positive going here, and we want to keep it going. And the positivity, uh, I'm sure it's it's your plan or and and or hope that it spreads right. Oh, absolutely. It, it makes its wave out right. to those and, other and areas. And here's my argument there, and, and I use the word heart of the city purposefully. Because the heart, you have to have a strong heart. A any living being has to have a strong heart. If you don't have a strong heart, it's over. Right. So you, you, now that we've gotten our hearts stronger, I think it's going to make it easier for us to do what we know we need to do, again, in those neighborhoods where there's too much poverty. Uh, and, and, and one of the things, and, and you don't want to make this a political show, so I'll stay away from it, but, but there's low unemployment now. And so part of my argument has been, Look, with low unemployment, this is the time 
to address these issues because if you don't address it now, when do you address it? Right. Um, so, so those are all things that, that keep us going and keep me going and keep me motivated and on fire in terms of trying to make it a better city. And it's interesting um, when you think about visioning or, or, or future planning for the city as a whole, there's a lot of corporate involvement. And, and it's picking up steam right. in, in, in some areas, maybe more than others, but there's a lot of commitment to this community. There is, and, and we love that, but I, I, I want more. I want more. <laughs> of I, course. I, I want us to create jobs. I want us to create jobs in the central city because right now that to me is one of the most, if not the most important challenge we face. How do we get jobs near where people live? Because people talk a lot about a skills gap, and, and they're upset because they, they've got a, a a plant in Waukesha County and they can't get workers. And my reaction is, well, maybe if you had the plant near where the workers are, right. it would it would make a little bit more sense. So so just trying to change that thinking um, is is one of the challenges we have. Awesome. So transitioning into um, you a little bit more again and and your view of Milwaukee, what do you love about most about the city? What I love to do, and I'm going to do this when I leave here, is I'm going to walk through another neighborhood. Okay. And in the summertime, we, and we've done this for the last four or five years, um, we try to put together neighborhood walks. And, and I love doing these neighborhood walks for a number of reasons. One, it gets me out, uh -huh. and, and you can see the city from a different vantage point, because usually you're in a car or and some you're people flying on a bus. Through and, right. and, and so this is walking with people, and sometimes it's as few as four or five people. Sometimes it'll be, we had one with the Hmong American Peace Academy with 1,000 kids. So it, it ranges depending on what the neighborhood is. We, last weekend we were down on, on a, the trail over near the Inner Harbor. There's a, there's a rail corridor there. Uh -huh. We walked down there with some butterfly people from the museum. Um, tonight we'll be on the west side. We've been on the south side. We've been on the northwest side. And it's just, it's fun. It's fun to get out and do that, especially because for all the swearing we do in January and February <laughs> about right. the weather in Milwaukee, this is the time of year when it's heaven on earth. This is the it's the best place to be. It is the best place to be right now. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And so um, I well, I can't I don't, I don't want to put you in a spot where you're picking your favorite favorite thing. So um, I, I know you have to love everything equally. So we'll, we'll all leave my, it at all that. my yeah. children, all my all children. your children. <laughs> right. Right. So let's shift to um, maybe your experience in other cities or interactions with other mayors or other leaders in, in other cities. Um, what are the maybe the one or two things you appreciate most about Milwaukee that maybe differentiates or sets us apart? I mean, that could be industry, music, creativity, well, tech. I, I mean, the first thing, and I think this is maybe it's not uncommon in other cities, but I live it on a daily basis here. Um, and the, the phrase I used to describe it is we're fighting back. Milwaukee's fighting back um, because you go back 50 years, and this is for a lot of cities in the Midwest and the Northeast. Some would argue but those, those were the heydays of the Midwestern, Northeastern cities because you had all this industry. Um, and what happened is people discovered air conditioning. They discovered <laughs> screens, and they started moving south and, and moving west. And we've had this huge migration out of the Midwest and the Northeast. Now, Milwaukee has not lost as much population as a Baltimore, a Detroit, a Cleveland, a Pittsburgh, a St. Louis. Mm -hmm. um, but we're down a little bit in the city. But vis-a-vis -vis the 
the um, metropolitan area were still very strong in terms of our our population. So I think that we have held our own. Um, but again, I, I say this because I don't want anybody to think that that I'm not my eyes aren't open to the challenges we have in the city. So the the the, the real challenge is how do you move everybody forward? How do you keep things moving forward? And and I'm proud of the efforts we've made, but I know we have to do more. I know we can and, and we'll do more. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great that you, you continue to reference um, we're not perfect and we do have areas we need to address and we will do that and, we'll, and we'll, we will move forward in that process. So even though this is, might be a show of rainbows and butterflies, we, mm -hmm. s we can't forget about all aspects of the city of Milwaukee when we talk about what's happening here and right. how it's happening so and again i'm very high on the city and i'm going to remain high in the city because i i think our trajectory is good i think our trajectory is very very good um and we just have to keep it going so so again the things i i, I think we have done a masterful job and i can't even take credit for this so <laughs> it breaks my heart as a politician that i can't take credit for it what this community has done over the past 100 plus years with our lakefront for example mm -hmm. you go to a lot of cities and they allowed their lakefronts to become industrial wastelands um, and didn't have effective zoning at all. We have done a remarkable job in this community in making sure that our lakefront, which I affectionately refer to as the fresh coast, um, that we've reserved that for our community. Right. Um, now we're in the process of cleaning up the rivers. And, and I just had a meeting today about our EPA designation of an area of concern and how we believe that we can take the rivers now, th our next significant step, take the rivers and bring them into a place where we can be very proud of them. We've made a lot of progress over the last few decades, but we can do more as well. So so those natural resources, I think, I think we're blessed with the natural resources. So that's one thing that I love. Um, I think we've got a very vibrant music scene here. I think we punch way above our weight on theater and stuff like that. Agreed, the arts, everything. Yeah, we, right. we really do a good job there. And and I affectionately refer to Chicago as one of our finest suburbs <laughs> um, because I don't have Chicago envy and a lot of what they have, we've got the same things they do. But more approachable, right? But we're much more livable and approachable. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I, uh, I did for a while take a, a job in Chicago or Chicago area and now coming back, I, I realize what was missing there um, that I love about Milwaukee and just walking along the river, uh, walking from restaurant to restaurant, the personality of the neighborhoods. It's just an amazing place. And I think we have a lot of neighborhoods with great personalities. Right. And they want more. And, and again, some of this is not accidental because some of it is, is building the city and, and trying to have traffic flows or transportation modes so that you aren't just shooting past places. Because, again, you go back to the 1950s or 60s, the whole goal, it seems, of urban planning was how do we get people out of cities? How can we get them out of cities in 7.3 minutes? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, and that had a real negative impact. What you're seeing now, I think, in America, and certainly here, is a reawakening and a reappreciation for cities. Um, and I, I agree. And I think that's really healthy. And it's happening here. And uh, it has been for a while, and and so what is the what is the visual of uh, so visitors come uh, whether they're here on vacation or or for work, and they gravitate toward the downtown. 
what's the visual there? What what's the makeup? Is it well? Is the it makeup young, and, fresh. And I think it's uh, the way I describe it. Oftentimes, is it it's young people and people who are young at heart, right? Um, because again, in an urban experience, you've got to like people, mm-hmm. and and if you don't like people, that's not a slam against you. It's just cities are, are filled with people and they're filled with human interaction positive and sometimes negative um and and i thrive on that and if you thrive on that then then that's the right place if, if you're a person who really doesn't like that that's it's just different strokes for different folks and then you go to a rural setting or you go to a suburban setting um so i don't pass judgment on anybody but i just it's who I am. I like the urban lifestyle. And I think uh, people and dogs and cats, because I see I, in more and more places are dog friendly. And even yeah. the cat cafe, I think that recently opened yep. that I, yeah. I mean, I, it's not for me, but yeah. seems like a really cool place. I hear a lot of good things about it. And my, m- one of my daughters, like cannot wait to go to the cat cafe. Right. And, and they're, they're always conversation starters, whatever your right. animal is. Right. They're great conversation starters. And it's it's great. Um, and a lot of the coffee shops are really friendly yeah. around that as well. So cool. Let's do, uh, as we start to wrap up, uh, rapid fire. So like um, no thinking about it. You just, just whatever first comes to mind. So uh, favorite color? Blue. Favorite food? Um, hamburgers. Number one hobby right now? Uh, walking. Walking. Okay, cool. Uh, favorite song? Uh, Thunder Road. Okay. Um, you, so you, the audience is really liking these answers, okay. I see. Um, favorite holiday? Uh, I'm a Christmas guy. Love it? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's good. family. It's family. I like it. Family. It's, uh, it's a beautiful time here, I think, yep. as well in Milwaukee. Um, what is... Okay. Oh, now they're getting hard. Now are we in double jeopardy now? This is, this is double <laughs> jeopardy, <laughs> but still uh, somewhat rapid fire. Yeah. What's the number one... Uh, app you enjoy outside of work so on your phone what are you doing where what are you using outside of work uh let's see my sudoku okay um my cbs sports to see the brewer scores um youtube when i want to watch some tunes okay. i'd say those three get a lot of play are you uh do you do fantasy football or fantasy i don't sports do fantasy Not no yet? fantasy sports no okay. fantasy sports so okay. i'm a sports fan but i respect that yeah yeah okay um couple of last minute thing or last uh thoughts here um now we're in final jeopardy final jeopardy what how do you see or or what is the future of the city what's on the horizon for milwaukee um we are going to emerge as a new portland a new denver um people more people are going to discover this city because our we got good bones here we've got good people here We've got a reasonable cost of living, uh, and there are going to be a lot more opportunities. Awesome. And then uh, just a good question overall. How do people connect with you? How do they get in touch with your office or if they um, want to get engaged? Your best bet is to go on one of my walks because you get absolute uh, service when you go on one of the walks. Um, stalk the walk. Stalk the walk. Yeah. That would be the best way. But okay. otherwise, let us know. Um, I'm a pretty approachable guy. Okay. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Stephen, to the thousands of people here. Yes. The studio band. It's been <laughs> amazing. <laughs> All right.